This program discusses content of an... Oh, sorry. My, I just got the battery is running low notification. Like, as I started. <laughs> this program discusses content of an adult nature. The views expressed by the presenters and guests do not necessarily reflect the views of Tux FM or any of its affiliates. Listener discretion is advised. That sounded good. That sounded good for a moment. <laughs> Tax FM 107.2. It's Wednesday, which means it's Naughty Nights on Tax FM, which means it's our time for your sex show. My name is Jadal Tantage, and I am with my boy, James Wilson, of course. And unfortunately, our girl Kirsten could not be here because she decided that she doesn't like us. She's like, I've had enough of you guys. I am really, really, I'm, I'm fed up. And she decided to take a break, um, take time out to see if she still wants to be here. So. I think she got a stomach bug on purpose because she is tired of our nonsense. Stomach bug. I don't appreciate it. That's such a grade three excuse. That's what you say to your mom in grade three when you don't want to go to school is that you have a a stomach bug. Exactly. But it's fine, Kristen. We we forgive you. We're going to let you... You know, let you loose and, you know, just not be hard on you right now. So we hope you get better. Wink, wink. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But uh, coming up, we've got quite a bit planned for you. We've got your naughty thought coming up in a bit. It'll be all about friend stimulation. Take that however you want. I'm not going to explain it just yet. I don't want to spoil the surprise. And later on, we're going to be talking about sexual health. We're going to be focusing on queer sexual health as well. Everything from STIs to HIV and AIDS prep, everything you need, all about that. Then later on, we've got your asking for a friend, of course, and finishing our episode is our hit or miss but before we do get into all of this it was pretoria pride this past saturday it was and, and you were there i was there i was man on the ground you know i was just doing my job doing my thing and i walked away with um probably genital herpes and also a free tattoo so yeah i was in this tattoo parlor i got a bumblebee the gucci bumblebee specifically the gucci bumblebee of course you know i'm not just gonna get any old bumblebee but uh yeah i was interviewing this place and they're like you know we love tax of fame do you want a tattoo and i was like um yeah my mom will disown me but yes please yeah and you know it was just amazing a lot happened it looked like a lot of fun like just from the content that you put out on your stories and seeing what tax film was posted it looked like it was an amazing event and i love events like this where people feel like they don't have to not be themselves and live their true authentic self which is really really nice yeah i know you saw people just genuinely standing out being themselves and i love that there's somebody in a crown somebody in a cape so many people in drag you know they looked absolutely yeah. stunning and it is Pride Month. So if you celebrate um, celebrating Pride Month, we just want to wish you a happy Pride Month and Woo. make sure you're keeping it locked on Tax FM because we have so much more that's coming up. I was even saying to James that him and I should go out to the strip one night oh and God. he'll have a dildo and then I'll have the vibrator and then we just um, yeah. play around with the level of um, stimulation. <laughs> Tax FM 107.2, you are currently tuned into the sex show and we're going to be getting into our naughty thought for this evening. Now, I was just casually scrolling on Instagram as I normally would. I came across this video where two friends decided to test a wireless toy and they decided to test this toy out in a public space. Now, this wireless toy, the way um, you, um, like the, the level of simulation can be controlled on your phone, okay? I don't know how, but Just that's for clarity, this is a sex toy, right? This is a sex toy. This okay. is like a vibrator, okay, but it's so. wireless, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, these two friends decided to play around with it. And also, the sh- how do I describe the shape? Like, how would you describe the shape? It, it looks like a diagram of a sperm cell almost. It's like a U-shaped sperm cell. It's got a big head that I presume you'd insert inside yourself. Yes. And, and then yeah, you and put then the other part by the, by, the clit, by the clitoris, okay? So you control this level of simulation on the phone. So they were playing around with this where the one friend had the toy you know 
at her part. As you do. And then the other friend had the phone. And <laughs> it's so funny when you just see how, like, this girl is really getting turned on. Yeah, no, I've seen videos of people using, you know, Bluetooth vibrators. I first want to say technology is quite amazing. I love quite it. something. I'm here for it. But yeah, I've seen people using Bluetooth vibrators before in like shopping centers. Okay. Like, you know, they, they'll put it in and then they'll put their clothes on like nobody will think anything is weird and then their friend will be with them filming them and then they'll show the remote and they'll press it and this person will just like their knees will collapse and everything <laughs> nobody else knows what is going on but these two okay so now my my thought is is this like even a thought like would you would you do this would you try this yes I, I'm actually I'd be so keen to do that same hey? I would I want to do this so bad I was even saying to James that him and I should go out to the strip one night oh and <laughs> you'll have a dildo and then I'll have the vibrator and then we just um, yeah. play around with the level of um, stimulation that will be that'll definitely be something I mean I embarrass myself at the strip every weekend so nothing new same old same old but um, yeah I think these friends are so funny and I think that one day we should 100% do that so, I think we should you know I think we should do it film it put it on the Tux FM sex show Instagram page okay let's let's do it I think we should do it alright that's a brilliant idea but now coming up in a bit we are going to be talking about sexual health we're also going to be focusing on queer sexual health we do have a little bit of a guest as well who we're going to be chatting to all about this so make sure that you're keeping it locked right here on Tux FM 107.2 Naughty Nights right here on Tax FM 107.2. This is the sex show, of course. What else would it be? And right now we're going to be getting into the chat of sexual health. However, this is not any boring chat. Nope. It's not just Jodel and I. Nope, no, no. We have a guest. Mm -hmm. The stunning. The Period. wonderful. The beautiful. Period. The amazing. The pulchritudinous. The splendiferous. Oh my God. Not a word, but we're going to move all the way from <laughs> Rustenburg. This ah! is the one, the only, the stunning, fabulous, fantastic Boga. Oh my Period. Oh my gosh, thank you, you guys for having me. I'm good. How are you? Oh, you know, I am dying, but we move. Because I'm so hot. And because I am the reason why we have this heat wave. So exactly. I'm so sorry. No problem. I'm so sorry. But you're looking stunning, by the way. Look at that eye makeup. Yeah, I'm super, super excited. I'm ready for you guys. So something that we believe is like super, super important to chat about. It's just about sexual health, especially since we're in, you know, a student environment such as UP. Obviously, you can't prevent people. You can't tell people mm -hmm. to stop having sex. It just mm -hmm. isn't realistic at all. And also, sex. it isn't safe, you know. Mm -hmm. We're young. Might as well have sex yeah. now. And you're gonna get horny. Exactly. You're gonna want to explore and exactly. try new things out. So preach a lot. So, yeah. So we're gonna be chatting about STIs now. Um, you know, STIs come in a variety of forms. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you have STIs that you can cure. STIs that are incurable. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, HIV and AIDS. So HIV and AIDS, not many people know, but there is a center on campus that you can go to. It is right by the Vita Cafe, and yeah. you know, you can go there. You can get help. You can get medication. You can get treatment there as well. Even if you just want counseling or guidance. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to ask you because I heard about something uh, known as PrEP. Yeah. And you know, I just want and you know. Pip. Yeah, prep, prep and prep. prep. Yeah, yeah, so we just want the rundown on it. Okay, so basically in high school in LO, I feel like we were mostly, mostly hyper-focused on heterosexual sex and we didn't actually focus on queer health mm. in yeah. high school. So I find that most students come into university wanting to explore, but they don't really have that much information about queer sexual health. So basically, um, since we're having a problem of HIV in South Africa... You know, it's a very big problem. Um, not many people, queer people are educated on PEP and PrEP. So basically what PEP and PrEP are is basically medication to prevent HIV. So PEP is the 
pill that you take once you have been exposed to raw sex. And this has to be taken 48 hours after being exposed to raw sex. Wait, so I have a question. Yeah. So when you say exposed to raw sex, that just means that you have in like raw sex. Does this person, is this person like infected with HIV or not? You take this is basically like a just in case pill because the person might not even know their status. So it's just for safety measures. So basically, you have to make sure that you start taking the pill within like 48 hours and you have to be on the pill for a month to stay clear. Mm. So you have to make sure that you do get tested again because the pill doesn't work all the time. So that is PEP, post exposure, like after being exposed to. Sex without a condom. Got it. Mm. Yeah. And then you have PrEP. This is the pill you take daily. You take it for about a month for it to start working. So basically PrEP is just to prevent, you know, getting contaminated with HIV. Okay, so basically. PrEP is what you take, you know, in advance. So if you want to prevent yourself from contracting HIV yeah. and AIDS, you'd say, let me start taking PrEP now yeah. so then I can have raw sex. But then PrEP is what you take when you think, okay, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Now I have had raw sex. Mm-hmm. And now let me move forward by starting to take this just in case I did get it from that raw yeah. sex that I just PrEP had. PrEP is like basically like a contraceptive basically for HIV. Yeah. So those are the two main things that I wish most people queer people would know about in high school rather than being thrown into the world of university and sexually exploring and you might find yourself, you know, contracting diseases that you shouldn't be contracting if you would have had like prior knowledge. Yeah, no, I I knew about PrEP. I didn't know about PEP actually, Mm -hmm. but I knew about PrEP beforehand. And, you know, whenever I'd be having chats about HIV and AIDS and I'd bring it up, people would always be so shocked they didn't know about it. And I'm honestly surprised something that can that has such a high success rate of mm-hmm. preventing HIV and AIDS yeah. that isn't widely known to people. Yeah. It, it, it's mm. baffling to Especially me. Especially in school. Like, yeah. That's where the conversation should actually start. Exactly. I think that people should, like, well, kids should start learning about sex as early as, like, 13 years old mm-hmm. because so many kids, like, start, like, learning about porn and yeah, sex and all that. Yeah, at young age. And they get very curious around that time. Yeah, no, so I know, because my school never had any kind of sex ed. Same. We didn't have any kind of thing, whether it was heterosexual or homosexual, didn't mm-hmm. matter. None of it was given. So we didn't know anything. Wow. And I don't know about you, Boga, did you have any kind of, you know, sexual health classes in school or did you have to, you know, kind of educate yourself? Okay, so in grade seven, we did have like a sex ed talk, like when we were like 13 years old. And it was a bit uncomfortable for me because they were only like discussing attraction to women, attraction to women. And they separate, separated us into two groups, boys and girls. So the girls were learning about like girl sexual health. And then the boys were learning about boy sexual health. And they were like, this is what a woman and this is how you should feel. And this is what you should be attracted to. And I feel like we were secluded as queer people from that. I feel like it should be an inclusive conversation. Um, conversation mm. Because these things are free. It's not like you have to pay. You don't need any medical aid. There's actually like um, a queer health center here in Loftus where you can test for free get your PEP for free as well as your PrEP and if you unfortunately um, contract the HIV disease there is counselling that they offer for you so I really wish that these things were things that I learned about while I was still in high school Yeah, for a country that prides itself on inclusivity Mm -hmm. it is honestly so disappointing to me firstly that sexual health classes are not mandatory Mm -hmm. and secondly that even if 
on the slight chance that it does happen, which even it wouldn't be a mandatory class, it would be a talk yeah. for like once in your high school career or yeah. primary school career. If that even happens, it is so exclusive and it focuses on, you know, heterosexual relationships. Mm-hmm. And it focuses also on, you know, the upper class who are able to, you know, seek doctors and yeah. seek professional and medical help. It doesn't cater yeah. to the whole population whatsoever. But now yeah. in a bit we're also gonna be talking about the stigma surrounding all of this and also some contraceptive mef- uh, methods rather that you can use. We're also gonna be talking about consent and you know what you can during sex, after sex, all of that just to keep yourself healthy and safe. So make sure that you're sticking around right here on Tax FM 107.2. Tax FM 107.2. This is the sex show, of course, on your naughty nights. And right now we're chatting all about sexual health. And we are also putting a bit of a microscope onto queer sexual health. And earlier we were chatting about what you can do before sex and after sex to keep yourself healthy and safe. But I think a big chat we need to have about is also what happens during sex, in the bedroom, what happens in that moment. And right now we're just going to be talking all about consent. Mm -hmm. Because it is something, it's a word everybody knows, but I feel like very, very few people understand. Okay. Especially in pain. the moment, yeah. So I believe um, consent, in my opinion, it can be given and it can be taken away. Yeah. Mm. If we are chatting, if we are flirting, whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm thinking to myself in the moment, okay, yeah, I do want to hook up with them, and I say, yeah, let's go back to your place. Or he says, yeah, let's go back to my place. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, cool. We're going back to your place. We get into his place, and now I'm thinking to myself, wow. I'm getting very nervous. I'm getting very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I say to him, look, I know what I said earlier. I know I said we're going to do all of this, but look, I'm very nervous right now. Do you mind if we postpone? Or do you mind if we do this another time? Mm-hmm. Do you mind if we take it slowly? Mm-hmm. I think that should be completely okay. And yes. it disgusts me that people say, you can't do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, 100%. And I've like been in situations where like, I felt that, oh, because we have gotten this far, that like now I yeah. have to give in. And I have to now like fulfill their wishes and their desires even though that does not make me feel very comfortable Mm -hmm. and I just feel like in that space that you're in you're just so vulnerable like you you're so vulnerable it's just you and that other person and you in such a vulnerable state and you don't want them to look at you differently especially if you do Mm -hmm. like them and Mm -hmm. if you like promise that like oh no this is gonna happen but then like you said that once you start feeling uncomfortable like you don't want to do this anymore you need to listen to those signals that your body is sending you and you need to listen to it very loudly and then say no if that's not what you want anymore you know 100% I think Boga something that I think you can relate to as well is in gay culture specifically with gay men hookup culture is a very big thing Mm -hmm. and it honestly it's destroyed a lot of gay men's lives Mm -hmm. because it's it's all revolved around sex. Yeah. There's nothing emotional. There's no emotional attachment. And I think you can relate to this. The apps like Grindr, yeah. who, who just promote sex and just promote hookup culture in general. Mm-hmm. And it can be very toxic, especially as a young gay man, you know, walking into the world, entering the world. Have you ever had any experiences where, you know, you felt pressured or of you course. felt like you have to put yourself out there? Of course. So I really do not recommend Grindr. Since, like, we didn't have, like, education on, like, queer sexual health in high school, like, I was, like, thrown into Grindr. They were like, okay, you're gay, so this is the app you go on, and this is what you do. Fill in everything, fill in all your details. It's going to show you all the gay men that are nearby that you can date, right? But I feel like it's a very unsafe app, and it's a very scary situation because you are meeting somebody you completely don't know. So that's like your consent is kind of like jeopardized in a way because you're meeting with someone you don't even generally like and stuff like consent don't come into conversation. Mm. So I've been placed in situations whereby like I feel like I was pressurized to have sex. 
as well. Can we talk about those like signals that like people will give you to like pressurize you? Because normally we would take mm-hmm. it as in like, oh no, they're not pressurizing me. We will like downplay like mm-hmm. the stuff that they would say and do. What were some of the things that happened in that situation where you're like, whoa, this is like getting too much for me? So like when I started like having sex, I used to usually have encounters with like older people. So they were not intimate at all. They were like, okay, I don't want to kiss you. Like, I don't want to do anything else before we start having sex. Or they would be like, no, don't worry. I know what I'm doing. You're still young. I can teach you stuff like that. And one of the red flags is that most of them do not want to have sex with a condom. So they're like, you know, like, no, like try and influence me and tell me, no, it feels better without a condom. And I'm still so young. So I'm having sex with these old people. So I think that um, one of the red flags is if the person is not intimate with you or they do not show genuine interest in you, then please do not go there. Like at least meet the person for a couple of dates or something, but do not dive straight into sex. If they are so adamant, like, with you guys hooking up, then just don't go. True. Yeah. Mm. I think something that needs to be discussed is, in my opinion, at least in my perspective, mm-hmm. there are two types of consent. There yeah. is your hard consent and there's your soft consent. Mm-hmm. So your hard consent, it is, you know, saying no, saying yes, saying I'm okay with this, saying I'm not okay with this. Yeah. Soft consent, it's kind of, it's where you're too nervous to say, I don't want this, yeah. but you're giving off signs. You're saying, you know, you're shrinking into yourself. You're nervous. Mm. You don't want to touch them. You don't want to do this. And, People people act stupid. They they pretend like they don't notice these things. Mm-hmm. And especially because I've also had encounters with older men. Yeah. Um, it's become, frankly, disgustingly a normalized mm-hmm. thing for, you know, young queer people to get involved with older queer people. Yeah. And, you know, they take advantage of you because you aren't experienced and you don't know this. Mm-hmm. And frankly, queer people are robbed of a teenage romance. Yes. And, you know, coming into the world, you're 18, you're 19, you have freedom, you download this app mm-hmm. and you will, frankly, have sex with whoever will you know, respond to your messages. You you, you just want to put yourself out there. You want to mm-hmm. experience what you can. And these men, they're predatory. They come, they come they really to you. Are. And even if you are shrinking into yourself, even if you are clearly nervous, if you are, you know, clearly not 100% okay with it, they will pressure you. They will pressure you. And it is so predatory. But and I don't like it whatsoever. What is it with guys, okay? And like my friends and I, like experience this all the time where mm-hmm. like, you say you don't want to like go there with them. You don't want to kiss them. You don't want to hook up with them. But then they take it as in like, oh, she's playing hard to get. It's a young tease. I just want to say that if somebody says no, they don't want to get with you. It is not an indication for you to try harder. Mm -hmm. Just stop it because it makes somebody feel like you just feel so uncomfortable in that situation. So I love that you mentioned hard and soft consent. And while you were talking, I was also just thinking about like, if you're somebody, the more experienced one in the situation, Mm -hmm. I think that you should always like lead off, especially if this is like your first like time having sex with somebody. um, You should ask them like, is this fun? Mm-hmm. Are you feeling comfortable? Are you okay? Are you sure you want to go yeah. through with that? And I feel like just constantly like asking them for that like reassurance to get that reassurance will make them feel so much safer yeah. in that situation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's where we're going to leave things um, on this conversation right now. Thank you so much for no um, coming in and chatting to us. I found that very, very insightful. And we hope you have found it insightful too. Coming up next, we have asking for a friend and then your hit or miss. So don't go anywhere. 
because like growing up, like my mom would tell me, like for instance, she was like, when you wash your vagina, you wash it with soap and water. And then I learned later on that that's actually not healthy and that you should just use um, water. Tux FM 107.2 This is the sex show of course on your naughty nights On your hump days right here on your frequencies And we're getting into asking for a friend And we've got a little bit more of a serious one today Somebody sent in a question They said I'm worried about my genital health But I'm scared to ask people how to take care of my genitals My school never had a class on sexual health So I genuinely don't know what action to take Mm. Firstly The first thing I want to preface this with is we were just talking about this. Yeah. The whole thing about South African school systems and the education system not teaching its students anything about sexual health. And it leads to situations where people are sitting with an unhealthy body, but they don't know what to do. They don't even know that it's unhealthy in the first place. Mm. And there's such a huge stigma around, uh, you know, asking for help. That's that's very true. And I agree with you. Also, like, I personally just think that, like, schools are more focused on... Um, the like career the and like the job employment and stuff and not really focused on like more important things in life but um i can like relate to this because like growing up like my mom would tell me like for instance she was like when you wash your vagina you wash it with soap and water and then i learned later on that that's actually not healthy and that you should just use um water and i was just like oh my goodness like i didn't know that like your vagina can get infe- infected by using different like soaps and stuff, which is uh, not a nice situation to be in. But um, yeah. Yeah, I think something that definitely needs to be addressed is, you know, what you can use, how you can use it, um, where to seek help as well. Again, the stigma is terrible. I grew up in a family where we didn't talk about these kind of things. You know, it was kind of personal. We were closed off in that sense. Um, where did you learn all this information if you didn't I get it from genuinely, your family? I genuinely, I had to go to Google. I had to learn actually uh, some TV series, you know, some of them, you know, they briefly cover these issues. And it's difficult learning about your sexual health, especially if you have to go on your own. But in a bit, we're going to be giving you some tips on how to take care of your gender and how to stay safe and how to stay healthy and you know just how to love your body properly yeah so make sure they're just sticking around right here on tax fm 107.2 so we hate to break it to you do not douche uh do not douche uh your vagina so we uh, is the v- vagina or the anus as well tax fm 107.2 it's naughty night on tax fm which means it's time for the sex show and currently we are doing asking for a friend where somebody has sent us a dm and said that they're worried about their genital health they're scared to ask um how to take care of their genitals because their school never had classes on sexual health so they generally don't know what action to take and we said that we're going to share some tips that we found um helpful in our own life and on the internet um james you have the have them there what would you say is tip number one so i am on current I'm on the website Healthline and we're first going to be, you know, talking about how to take care of your vagina and then afterwards how to take care of your penis, you know, just so we're covering the bases. And the first one that pops up here is do not douche. So douching is essentially where you pour or you push water into your into your body, either vagina or your um, bum. And essentially what it does is it um, like flushes everything out. So you do it before anal to kind of clear out all of the um, excretion that is left uh, in there so that there isn't a mess. But um, it is saying here, uh, do not douche uh, your vagina. So we hate to break it to you because, you know, you may enjoy smelling summery fresh, but douching is actually harmful to the Mm -hmm. vagina. So, you know, 
how do you keep it clean then? Just uh, the v- vagina or the anus as well? Uh, just the vagina. So okay. it is safe to douche with your anus. Um, yeah, but uh, luckily vaginas are, you know, amazing organs. Uh, not only do they help bring life into this world, uh, as if that wasn't enough, uh, but they do also uh, do a great job keeping themselves clean. Uh, they do this by balancing healthy bacteria and pH levels on their own. No douching needed. Yeah, and as I mentioned earlier, also avoid using soap to clean your vagina rather just use water because um, it can like be quite dangerous and harmful to your vagina when you use soap to clean it and again it can damage the pH balance in yes. your body which is very very important mm. the second tip here is keep the pubes you know it's okay to do a bit of trimming or removing of hair along your swimsuit line uh, no one says it needs to be unruly although you should rock it however you want uh, you know you can keep your or rather you should keep your pubic hair uh, it serves many purposes it protects your downstairs uh, area from extra bacteria and it also eliminates issues related to friction and sweating less hair removal also means less itch uh, as the hair grows back and fewer cuts and scrapes and fewer ingrown hairs as well mm-hmm. i like that advice yeah yeah also all that maintenance too much right work. too much work. so next time somebody tells you to clean that up like clean like down there you tell them i'm mm, keeping my body healthy yeah and your business yeah uh, the third tip here is check your lube ingredients so lubrication is amazing you know uh, it can take sex to the next level for everyone involved but still there are some ingredients that aren't very healthy for your body uh, so glycerin for one is related to sugar and while it works great to keep it can also contribute to bacteria growth in the vagina. Uh, petroleum products are also no-nos because they can run the uh, ruin rather the vagina's natural pH level. Excuse me. So I'm getting so nervous talking about this. <laughs> I get very heated talking about this. But other things you may want to avoid include uh, parabens, scents, flavors, non-natural oils, and dyes. So, um, yeah, Lube, please do watch out for what you use there. Yeah, and don't forget to drink lots and lots of water just to like stay hydrated and it does help with like the pH levels and like, yeah, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, we hope that that has answered your question for asking for a friend and um, we hope that we will like normalize this whole um, conversation because taking care of your genitals is important. Uh, And it's very important as well. Uh, Obviously, you know, there's some basic guidelines to follow, you know, Try to bathe once or twice a day. You know, make it a, a a point to clean the penis and your your vagina with water. And you know, for the penis, a mild soap. For the vagina, preferably just water. Uh, keep the genital area dry and use a fresh pair of underwear or boxes. Uh, try to wear a loose fitting cotton underwear. Um, you know, that way it doesn't retain the moisture. Mm. Um, you know, use tissue to wipe the genitals after urinating. I wouldn't say tissue. I've also like heard that like wet wipes does help with it. But like, you know, it's not very um, practical for like as a student for me to go buy wet wipes. But I heard that it is preferable. But like, yeah, please wipe down there. Yeah. Again, those are the nitty gritties. But, you know, just try to wipe the genitals dry after urinating. Uh, Wash your genitals after a sexual encounter. Very, very important. And wash your hands after using a restroom. Yes. Very important. Before and after you have sex as well. Keep it clean. But we have hit or miss and you do not want to miss out on keeping it locked on tax fm hi my name is joe dull i like to put on a smile if you are whack then that is a delivery joe dull shut the fuck up <laughs> 
Naughty Nights on Tucks FM 107.2. This is your sex show, of course. Where else and what else would you want to be doing and be? And look, right now we're in your hit or miss, which is basically where you give us an unpopular opinion and we say, would we hit you with it or would we miss you with it? And today's is foot jobs, or just feet in general. So let me break it down first, right? A foot job is according to Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. a non-penetrative sexual practice with the feet that involves one's feet being rubbed on a partner in order to induce sexual excitement, stimulation, or orgasms. Please demonstrate on my foot. Okay, bring me your foot. Bring me your foot. Oh. Oh. Mind if I... No, don't lick my... <laughs> sis, Jade, just demonstrate. How would you do it? So, like, you, you kind of... You rub it like a massage. Okay. Like this. Ooh. Like that. Okay. I'm not going to take my shoes off because it's been a long, hot day. None <laughs> of us want that. But I'm just going to imagine what, you know, having my feet stimulated is like. I can't believe you actually like. touched my feet. That's actually nasty because I would not touch yours. Now my hands smell like your feet. I need to go wash them. <laughs> but honestly, for me, I'm terrified of toes, eh? Like, I don't like feet. Honestly, it, your feet need me. to look nice in order for me to like want to like touch or play around with it. Like I need to like like be like attracted. Nails trimmed, it. you know, nails done, all nice, clean as well. Also, like moisturize a little bit. I really don't want to be like feel like I'm rubbing on a giraffe's Especially those tongue. Heels that are like cracked oh, and dry. Oh, <laughs> my dad's look like that, and it's and he like he wears flip flops in public, knowing very well that his feet look like the Sahara Desert. There was a day when they were purple. And I'm thinking to myself, you woke up, saw your feet in this condition and said, yeah, flip-flops today. No. It's fine to walk around with those crusty feet. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so if your feet are going to look like that, personally, miss me with that. I don't, but also like in feet in general, I'm just like not like a feet person, like a toes person. I have no desire to like lick on it, touch it. So, I want to kind of switch it up a bit today. Okay. I want to first ask, is it a hit or miss for your feet to be played with? And then is it a hit or miss for you to play with somebody else's feet? For me to play with someone else's feet. Like, I kind of like it when somebody plays with my feet. Okay, so you're saying hit you with somebody playing with your feet, but miss you with you playing with somebody else's. Especially if they don't have nice feet. Like, I need to be, like, attracted to your feet. Okay. You are very, very gross. I'm saying miss and miss. I'm not <laughs> looking at the, If... If possible, please can we have sex with our socks on? Like, really? As a relief. I can't do toes. Like, I'm, I'm scared of spiders. So I don't want to look down the bed and then hear your toes are all in different directions. Same. And I jump because I think it's a tarantula. <laughs> Imagine. No. No, thank you. Miss, 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 miss. Okay. I feel like we need to go on the ground and ask um, our students. So we did do that. And uh, here are the responses from that. Uh, personally, I would be down for foot play, you know, like it's quite cute when they got the little white toenails, you know, it's quite cute. So I'll definitely be down for that. I mean, I would. <laughs> like nothing crazy though, nothing crazy, let's not be crazy. But like gentle, playful, cute. Like I don't, I don't see the harm. It's, it's exciting. I think it's, yeah, it's less vanilla and vanilla's boring. Okay, very, very interesting and very, very weird responses. I'm surprised by how many people actually want to play with feet. Exactly. And still smell like Jodel's feet. <laughs> Shut up, he's lying. But to be honest, I'm here for it in the sense that you can play with my feet. Um, <laughs> I'm not about to play with yours if I'm not Blech. like... Nope, not happening with me at all. Okay, well, that's where we're going to leave things on today's show. We have enjoyed it and we hope that you have as much found it very helpful and insightful. We do this all again next week, Wednesday. And I just say, let's make it a date next week. 
And you have a friend listen to the sex show with you, and then we're going to bring our friends with, and then... Friends, wink, wink. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Mm. Mm. Don't nudge too hard, though. You know, it's still only 11 p.m. You don't want to finish just yet. But we will be seeing you next week, Wednesday, same time, same place. As Jodel said, let's make it a date. But for now, bye. Bye Bye-bye. This program discusses content of an adult nature. The views expressed by the presenters and guests do not necessarily reflect the views of TaxFM or any of its affiliates. Listener discretion is advised. advised.